Ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord filleth the world. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 145 <clears throat> I will magnify thee, O God, my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, <clears throat> and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of the marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. That thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those who are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. 
my mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson starts with the 28th verse of the third chapter of Joel. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall, all, shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant who call, who, whom the Lord calls. Here endeth the first lesson. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth chapter of the book of Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. 
But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not the Holy Spirit from us. O God, who has at this time didst teach the hearts of thy faithful people by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort, through the merits of Christ Jesus our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning all, and happy Pentecost. A couple of uh, introductory thoughts for what will surely be a, a day of great readings and, uh, and great meditations. Um, so we begin this morning in Psalm 145, um, which comes near the end of the Psalter in the fifth book of the Psalter. Um, and it is a, it's a reflection and a sort of a hymn to 
how um, the Spirit of God fills all creation and turns um, and turns it back sort of towards Himself in uh, in in communion and in a sort of an into, into a dependent and loving communion um, by which the creation expects eagerly to receive all that it needs from the hand of the God who created it and who loves it and who sustains it. Um, and that's really the pattern um, that is uh, that is at the the foundation of uh, of our readings this morning in morning prayer. So the the sort of the central verse of uh, Psalm 145 is uh, a verse that very often makes its way into a kind of traditional form of giving thanks before a meal. Um, it's the eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and fillest all things living with plenteousness. Um, the image of all things sort of waiting upon the Lord, um, all the eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, um, in a sort of ready and trusting readiness um, for, for him to open his hand and to provide them with all they need. Um, this is the disposition um, of, the, of the one who is sort of faithful to God, who, is, who, who, who knows that his whole life depends upon God um, and, is, and is patiently awaiting for God to, pr to provide. Um, if you will, this is liturgically the <clears throat> the, um, the kind of the posture of Ascension Tide, as we've been unpacking over these last 10 days, um, that Ascension Tide follows the Ascension of Christ and then um, comes with the command to go back to the city, go to the temple and pray and wait, um, and to spend a good 10 days doing just that. Um, and so as the church did that, um, you you had this you had them just sort of they, they were they were constant in prayer they were eagerly anticipating the sending of the comforter as Christ had said um, and that then they would be sort of dressed with power from on high um, and this is to be restored again to this um, to this to this position this disposition this prayerful disposition so um, as we as we move into the readings we have to understand that that's kind of the that's the neutral posture of faithful a uh, faithfulness to God is to um, stand with a kind of humility, a humble supplication, and an eager readiness to receive what the Lord will provide. Um, that is the thing that Joel is getting at in his book of prophecy. And Joel's a curious book because, um, unlike a lot of the other prophetic literature, it doesn't really um, it doesn't isn't easily situated in a particular time or, or um, a time of, of Israel's history. Uh, and so, and also it has this troubling kind of inversion of a lot of um, uh, prophetic tropes or prophetic themes. Um, most notably is that um, this, this kind of concept of the day of the Lord. We talk a lot about this, um, uh, this concept, but the day of the Lord is a day of visitation uh, whereby God will come. And uh, in most of the literature of the prophets um, and in all, and the rest of the Old Testament, the day of the Lord is looked at as a kind of, um, as a day of vengeance uh, where, the, where Israel is vindicated over and against all of its enemies. Uh, and so what it is, is uh, it's like Israel sort of praying for the day of the Lord because they know that the, the, the bad guys that have been beating up on them and, t and taking advantage of them are going to get what's theirs. Uh, and so it has this kind of, as it's been put before, a kind of sanguine view uh, of the day of the Lord. Um, but Joel is a curious book because it, it sort of flips on its head that logic. And what it does is it... Uh, turns it around and says, no, the day of the Lord, O Israel, is coming for you. Uh, and so it's not going to be just the day when God comes and trounces all of your enemies, even though they're going to get justice in due time. This is also a day that's coming for you. And every iota of unfaithfulness in your own heart 
that you have cultivated um, uh, to the covenant that you made with God and that God made with you, that is going to be uh, visited on that day as well. And so it's this day where you where you have Joel kind of putting out a constant, uh, a, a, a sort of a timeless reminder to his own people to repent. Um, and another curious quality of Joel's prophecy is that he doesn't really have a um, a particular list of things that Israel did wrong, unlike you know the major prophets and most of the other minor prophets. Uh, he doesn't say like you did this one thing wrong, so don't do that anymore. You know, stop you know building Asherah poles in the temple. You, you know that's a bad thing to do. He says he, he says instead he goes just repent constantly, um, be in a place of constant supplication uh, and humility and contrition, um, because there is always another step in the heart to grow in purity and in sort of a, a an undivided devotion to God and to faithfulness to Him. Uh, we, re we recognize, of course, looking at Israel's um, uh, tumultuous history, that this is a very difficult thing to do. And the horizon of how this is performed in the, in the people's life that brings them back into the blessing and to that, that sort of position of the, uh, of, the, of the prayerful one who waits upon the Lord, um, as they're being brought from where they're at back to that, um, that place where, where they can receive the grace and the goodness of God, um, the missing piece of that puzzle comes, of course, with Paul in chapter eight of Romans, where he said, where he, he 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 connects the dots for us in saying that the very thing we could not do, we could not have an undivided heart with devotion to God and to faithfulness to Him, and yet we needed to in order to come back to this place where we could eagerly receive the blessing of God, and it was the God Man Jesus Christ into whose life we are brought by the Holy Spirit that He has given us that puts us back in that position. And the way that that happens is that the Holy Spirit, which comes from the Father, comes to us and, um, and reorders our heart again, drawing us through repentance back to that innocence, um, and that innocence of Psalm 145, to eagerly await upon the Lord. And so what we're celebrating today in Pentecost is the giving of the Holy Spirit to unify the heart in love and an eager expectation to receive the love of God. Um, it is the miss, it's the thing that that was looked for, the kind of missing theological piece for centuries. Um, and we have this privilege of, of, of calling out and receiving again that Holy Spirit that will order our lives in faithfulness to God as we are brought more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And as we do, we are brought back to this uh, place of eager expectation uh, where we can pray for the day of the Lord, um, not in a sanguine kind of vengeance and also not in the terror that we're going to bring judgment upon ourselves, but as the eager expectation to see the face of the one who loves us and the one that as we are more and more grown in the spirit, we love as the son loves the father and we experience the love of the father as he loves the son. And so what the Holy Spirit does for us in his ministry is he accomplishes these things, but it always starts in that place in the heart uh, where, we, where we begin that work again today. So it's so a great festival day for all of us. Turning now to our intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, 
that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, who makest us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, vouchsafe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Happy Pentecost again. Thanks to Jack, my co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Father Hayden. Thank you, Father Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy Pentecost.